Welcome to the podcast Making the Startup with Patrick Zetzer. Hello and welcome to a new Making the Startup podcast. Today with the third and last part with Esther Verband about her same name fashion label in connection with Amazon's Making the Cut designer show. In the second part, Esther and I talked about the preparation of her business before the launch of the streaming series with a potential global reach of an eight digit amount of viewers. And now the show has reached its peak since the last two episodes are out and Esther won. At least the hearts of millions of viewers <laughs> but took second place with regards to the $1 million prize money. Hello, Esther. Are you happy or sad about the second place? Hello, Patrick. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> and yes, I am absolutely happy with the second place. How is it to see a competitor win whom you helped in one of the earlier episodes? Would you still help him knowing he might be winning the whole competition and take away the million from you? Yes, I would do it again. I don't regret one single second of this. First of all, I think this decision to help someone I really like didn't change the opinion of the judges. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's a, a brilliant designer, Johnny. And um, I mean, what? Just try to imagine if I wouldn't have helped him then okay the hem would be open the collar would be not wouldn't have had a nice finishing the dress would have not have any buttons but that would not have changed the decision of the judges it actually appeared anyway that that you two got along quite well yeah johnny was really one of my favorites i mean i lost one of my soulmates in the earlier episodes um will riddle And after Will left, I yeah got strongly connected to, to Johnny and I really love his work. And we were always jo joking uh, behind the scenes about us having this love for leather, wearing the leather jackets. I mean, we, we actually looked like we are both members of the same uh, music band. And um, people were always commenting our pictures like, hey, you two guys should make a corporation, a collaboration one day. And yeah, I really like Johnny. So what from your view were the aspects of the judges about Johnny or you winning? I got the impression that the judges would have loved to give me the prize when in terms of creativity. But when it comes to commercial aspects, um, they wanted to give it to, to Johnny. I don't think that it was easy for them, but maybe also because I am doing only black and that, I mean, we had the discussion in several sessions with the judges that in the end, it, it's not only a decision by the judges, it's also a decision by Amazon. And the deal for the winner is to make a two-year collaboration or for two years a collection for Amazon. And they want to make money and they want to sell. So probably this was also a reason why they switched rather to Johnny because they knew, okay, they will have a strong brand, someone who really has the, all the abilities of, of building a brand, but also on a very commercial basis. I, I don't want to call Johnny commercial because that's, that would be unfair, but he has, he, he has commercial aspects. He uses colors, he uses prints. He showed during all the episodes that, that he's developing the more feminine side. 
with his prints and floral prints. And do you think with some months after the production of the show, would you still say it's right to only do black? Aren't you taking yourself options of opening up to a little bit of color, but still staying black? Are you sending me back to the same situation I had with the judges? <laughs> I thought this is finally over. Patrick, please. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I know what you what, what you want to say. And I had this fight in the judges in in the end, I really had the feeling that my brand is so strong because there is such a strong DNA and I'm, oh God, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling myself, I'm getting tired of fighting for my DNA. But there is always, you know, people talk about the unique selling point and that you really can recognize a brand's handwriting. And for now, I really feel like I, I have this handwriting and And this is really strong. And again, I can say it's not denying colors in general. I don't know what comes in the future, but... Um, I mean, you did white and gold in the yeah, show. Yeah, but, but I always did that. I mean, it's not only black. I have some gray sometimes. Mm -hmm. I have white, so it's not black, black, black. But like Tim Gunn is one in one moment saying, like, you're doing black over black over black. But for now, yeah, I, I and, and it's it's not denying color, but I love really the working with the details. And this is what working with black and working with the light um, gives me. Do you know what Johnny did with a million dollar? No, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him. Um, but I remember in some of the episodes he said, I'm sharing the one million dollar with you, Esther. I will remind him to that. Yeah, go for him. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you actually have most fun in the show, in all the 10 episodes? For me, the most amazing moments or actually the whole time of, of filming was so wonderful for me because since 16 years, since I founded my brand, I had 10 weeks where I was allowed to be only creative. I was not asked to do any accounting, not answering phone calls, not answering mails, not organizing production. I could just play. I really felt like being sent back to the playground. And, and I really pulled out of myself some layers on a creative basis that I didn't know. And, um, I mean, I, I was not very creative since I came back from, from filming because I had to prepare the lounge. I'm looking so much forward to go back to, to the creative part of what's being a designer. I would like to come back a little bit to the marketing topics we talked about in the second podcast and the last one. Uh, and here it is all about winning the million dollar and the winning outfits. Let's talk about the winning outfit topic since we invested a lot of time uh, in this before the show, long before the show. You can boast to globally rank position number one in the search term winning outfits in connection with making the cut. Well, why was that important <laughs> and did this affect your sales? Yeah, actually the idea was to, to get all the people who are somehow googling searching for the designers of the show the, the winning outfits the winning looks the winning designers that they also um, bring me traffic on uh, on on my website and of course i'm not selling the winning outfits i'm not allowed to but anyway this is easy for them to find to grab a little bit of that traffic yeah we know of course uh, credibility for the search term making the cut will be for amazon or for uh, probably some news sites as well but the making the cut interest is probably rather for for viewers of the show or interest where where they can stream it for our objectives you know 
to get sales at the end, the most interesting part was to get interested buyers on Esther's site. So we rather looked down the funnel, which in other shows where, for example, the search terms winners or even the winning looks or outfits or t-shirts and shoes in connection to a project runway. We saw that, for example, with uh, the show that was uh, from Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn produced beforehand. Because whoever looks for those uh, in connection with making the cut has higher probability to purchase those, of course. For example, Esther is now ranking for winning looks and winning outfits with or even without the search word making the cut on Google's result position one and two. That was days of work, but it really was worth it because at the end, uh, about 10% of your traffic on the site is just coming from those searches or search terms with a high probability to purchase at the end. And double the amount of work since we did it both in English and German. Would you say today it was worth putting the whole site up in German on top or should we have stayed in English? I think it's really important to have at least two languages as I'm a German designer and I'm also representing Berlin and German fashion design with my participation in that show. It was for me always crucial to have a German page, but of course I needed the, the English one for sure. It was really, like you said, it was so much work. And as I had no connection, no idea of SEO before, I was dying how many, I mean, days we spent just writing all these Google texts. And I mean, I had no idea what it is actually before. But yeah, so the, when when people now ask me like, yeah, but you seem to be good positioned now uh, on a digital level, like, yeah, can you give me some tips or what should I do? And then it's, I don't know really what to tell them because it's like, yeah, spend eight months of hard work and then maybe you... Um, yeah, you have some results. It, it's crazy. It's incredible lot of work. To do you do think that. the other 11 designers did the same amount of work in that preparation? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I think Johnny and Sander did also a good job. I mean, they would be stupid not to to prepare themselves also um, for the launch of the show. But I'm not sure if they if they really put that much work inside and also Sander I mean he has his business not for such a long time so probably he's he's lacking advisors I mean I'm here for so long time and I know so many people and meeting you that was the yeah a, a big chance what have what have they focused on then if it's not uh, search engine optimization or social media they do I see Instagram they're all quite prepared right yeah that's true. I think Johnny had to start pretty quickly to work on, on the collection he's doing for Amazon, even if nobody knew outside um, that he had one. But he started with that. And as I can tell from, from Sanders' Instagram account, he put a lot of effort in great photo shootings with styles which are similar to the ones he did in the, in the episodes. And as we get to know him during the show as a super creative, highly creative, like for me, almost like a genius uh, designer. But he always had the, the issue in the judges that it's not commercial enough. It's not sellable enough. And what I can see from now on, on, his, uh, on his pictures, he's really trying to find a good balance between his creativity and uh, commercial aspects. If one thinks about the $1 million, I would guess the other designers are strong competitors. In the show, one rather gets the impression that you're all friends. Is there no feeling of competition in between the designers? I mean, we all came there to win this show. This is We wouldn't uh, be true if we say that wasn't the case. 
But what I really liked about the vibe in the group was that we, we helped each other and we really got along with each other very well. Yeah, in the evenings, it, it felt like, I mean, we didn't spend a lot of time, but it felt a bit like yeah, being on a, on a class trip and, um, you know, we had personal talks to each other and, and some really connected strongly to each other. I have the feeling this is also a new wave in the design field that it's not so so much about having the biggest the strongest elbows but um, to really share information to share experiences and like Renat always said uh, sharing is caring any party nights with the designers during the production oh no not at all I mean not I had no no party nights. I I, I stopped drinking alcohol one month before uh, starting before we started to film because I I knew that I need to be so focused and concentrated, and I know the other designers had a couple of drinks or a glass of wine in the evenings, um, but not me. I, I really needed my sleep. But I mean, before the three of us, the the top three actually before we left uh, Tokyo uh, to go back home and do our final collections, we had a drink in the hotel bar and I had my first glass of champagne after so many weeks and I was drunk so quickly. Let's talk a little bit about your marketing. Do you actually have different target groups, ages or different regions? What I can say from the first uh, four weeks now is that it seems that the target group becomes a bit younger, which is perfect because I don't want to make the same mistakes as many brands to grow old with their um, customers. But the customers I had in my physical store here in Berlin, there are normally between, I would say, 40 to 65. And the ones I have now through the show Making the Cut, they are mainly between 25 and 35. And how do you make yourself easy to remember in that extreme marketing noise out there? I made a mix of really personal, personal um, posts, um, sellable posts, behind the scenes stories, um, this T-shirt, accessible things, and um, yeah, more, more luxurious things. How do you see the mix of Facebook and Instagram? What's more important? Instagram is definitely more important. Facebook is soon dying, <laughs> I would say. Is that for the fashion industry or you see that as a general trend? Both. I think it's a general trend. Facebook users are older and Instagram is really taking it over. And especially when it comes to sales. And um, we were talking about this topic also. Instagram is working on it. At the moment, you cannot really sell right away on Instagram. I mean, you have to include a Facebook store, a Facebook shop. And then you go via that Facebook shop. You are pushed to the original web shop of a brand. So that's... At the moment, I think still a bit complicated, but I don't think it will take a long time until this will be changed. And Instagram will then sell directly, you mean? Yeah. And we, we talked about the, the search engine optimization already. There was so much to do. Google trend analysis, keyword analysis, competitor analysis, prediction of the search words that will come up. At the time when we started making the cut didn't exist. When I Googled making the cut, we got results from, from golf players or stuff like that. <laughs> and on top of it, there was the whole work twice because we did the same thing in German as well. Did you do any Facebook marketing or Instagram ads? No, I never did any advertising. As I said, I, I was trusted 
trusting in the people who know already about me and, and I was not trying to reach out to people who don't know Esther Parent at all. From my point of view, we focused a lot on SEO since it will last long term compared to SEA. It was, of course, a budget question. There wasn't such a big marketing budget like any big corporation. That was There were the reasons. And I think even in 2021, whatever you did in search engine optimization will last and provide uh, sales for you. Are you investing in any other channels? I mean, you mentioned... Facebook, you mentioned Instagram. Have you ever touched TikTok? No, I did not touch yet TikTok. I think the target is even more younger. I know it's growing very fast and I should yeah, watch out not to, to miss any chances there. But at the moment, it's, it's not the biggest issue for me. Fashion is on Insta. Yeah, fashion is on Insta. <laughs> But which countries are your customers coming from? 80%, I would say, USA. And then it's Germany. And mm. then there's a little bit of Italy. I remember Renat in the show made a collab or cooperation with Puma and designed some stuff for them. Are you as label Estepaban interested in such cooperations? Yes, because this brings you a lot of possibilities to produce something where you maybe don't have the right suppliers. So you can really go into a different range of products and of course it really brightens your target group also. But are you not losing your brand identity on the other hand? No, that's the smart thing. I mean, this is the challenge also that you should not lose your, your handwriting. This is like if you do a collaboration with someone, both signatures need to still be visible in the collab. Tell us some types of corporations that are interesting for designers in that way. For example, sunglasses, shoes, uh, uniforms. For I did already in the past the costumes for the staff in uh, Berlin Opera House. And if you could uh, name a dream project for a corporation, what would that be? I really would love to design shoes. Because shoes makes an outfit really perfect. So yeah, I'm hoping for a great collab in the future for shoes, but also, like I mentioned already, sunglasses, more hats. Um, and one of my biggest dream is to do my own perfume one day. Corporations in my uh, technology world partly take one to two years until they finally are sealed. How's that in the fashion industry? It's the same. I mean, the day when you start discussing, then finally signing a contract until you really have a product available on the market, it's like you said, one and a half years. And in general, coming back to the making the cut show, are you still in contact with any of the designers or jury members today? Yes, I am. Um, I, I talked to Will uh, a lot and also to Johnny. We spoke on my birthday some weeks ago and because I also wanted to know how they, how they feel, if they are still happy with participating in the show. And yeah, also for Johnny, how it was in the past months, actually knowing that he had won the show, but not be able to communicate it to anybody around him. That's probably difficult. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, you want to be really happy, but then you cannot tell anybody. That's frustrating. <laughs> Where do you see your main competition? In designers with great corporation partners, in designers with good online stores, or in designers just with the better fashion or ideas in design? I gained a lot of trust in my designing skills, actually. So I don't see other designers with their designs as a big competition. I feel myself very well structured, situated, positioned with my digital appearance at the moment. Thanks to you, Patrick. If I have the three options, then it's probably, yeah, um, 
um, designers with great collaborations are probably my main competitors. If you could do anything different within the show, what would you do? Nothing. I, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't change anything. Even, no, I... No, I don't think I would change anything. We are in the year 2022. Please describe the biggest successes we have seen from Esteban in the last two years. The biggest success in the last two years was that Esther hired a wonderful small team to build up a good business and helping to spread her work into the world. This was the last of three podcast parts together with Esther Verband in connection with the Amazon Making the Cut show. Esther, it was a pleasure of working and talking to you. Thanks so much for sharing such details about the show and your business in connection with it. Let's see how that develops for you and maybe you come back in some months down the road to tell us that the successes you just described for 2022 materialized. I wish you all the best. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Patrick. The pleasure was really on my side. Please subscribe to the podcast now and you'll receive an update when the next podcast is live. Bye-bye.